Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we're back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we're here to bring you more knowledge, more lights, and more love. Well, as you can hear, we are live on location at White Eagle Saloon in Portland, Oregon. It's actually a very haunted place. It has its own story and history, but we're here with renowned channeler, animal communicator, just all around stellar human being, Janice Carey. She was here with us way back in episode 12. We've been revisiting a lot of our first year guests. We're way back at episode 12 with Janice Carey. She's back with us again. She's been so generous and so gracious to be here to be on this podcast and we're going to talk to her but first i need you to do something for me go to blue cobra cbd.com that is blue cobra cbd.com and there you will find blue cobra cbd oil the highest quality cbd oil on the market period end of story why is that i'll tell you the reason is, is that the CBD that is extracted from the hemp is extracted using a proprietary process called the HIT extraction method. This method was developed by Howard HIT, a.k.a. Big H, and no other company has it. There's an ocean of CBD products out there. But not one single one of those companies can match the quality level of this product because none of those other companies has the hit extraction method. This method is 100% natural. No chemicals, no solvents, no gases were used in the extraction process. It's, it's as natural as it can possibly be. The hemp is 100% organic Oregon grown hemp, quite possibly the best hemp in the world. And every aspect of the product is also 100% organic. And we do have a midnight on earth blue Cobra CBD discount code. Are you ready? You got your pencil, you got your typing finger active. The code is M I D. C-B-D-M-I-D, like midnight, C-B-D, like C-B-D. And that will get you 100% off your shipping. Free shipping on any order. One bottle, 10 bottles, 100 bottles. You get that totally for free in the continental 48 United States. Other areas, I'm sorry, you cannot access the free shipping. However, you can still get the product. Just check your country's laws or your area's laws and see how they correspond with Howard's product. And it does have a money back guarantee. So if you do purchase the product for some reason, I don't know why, 
but for some reason you don't like it, you get to keep the product. If you pay in shipping, you get to keep the shipping money. Don't send it back. You get all your money back and the product. Give it to somebody else who will then, like I always say, ask you for the discount code if it works for their region. And I do want to point out something. For those that have been going to the Blue Cobra CBD website and were noticing that it was under construction, Howard was having a little bit of issues on the technical side with his website. He has that all under control now. And he has all new products ready to go. So if you went to that website previously and it was down, guess what? You can go back now. It's fixed, ready to go. You can order your Blue Cobra CBD. There's King Cobra, the maximum strength. The Little King Cobra, which is not the maximum strength. It's a normal strength. And now there is a pet product, Wild Thing. Check that out. It's for your pets. I've been hyping you up on the CBD pet products that are coming. They're here. Wild Thing, CBD for pets. Blue Cobra CBD oil made for pets. It's a little bit lower strength designed for pet use because they're more sensitive to those compounds. They don't need as much. And again, There's no other company that can offer this type of product for pets. It's proprietary. I take it in the morning. I put it in my breakfast shake. It just makes me a better person. When I don't have it, I'm still a better person, but then I just don't have it. It's just I I feel something different. There's just some happiness that comes with that CBD, especially the new King Cobra Maximum Strength. Oh, man. I'm loving it. Ask Howard. Call him. Email him. BlueCobraCBD at gmail.com. He'll talk to you directly. Any questions? Call Howard. His wife, Judy, his family, incredible people. So please, if you're interested, if you're inclined, you want to know about CBD and you want to know about the best quality CBD available on the market, Blue Cobra. CBD.com. That's Blue Cobra. CBD.com. And when you're done with that, follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can go there. You can follow me so you know when the next episode drops. You know what's happening, whatever thoughts I might be expressing in the moment it's there spotify apple podcasts google podcasts wherever you go to get your podcast click that button that connects us so again we just stay together uh instantly the rapport is there you know what i'm doing i know what you're doing well i don't know what you're doing but you know what i'm doing and the most important thing of course is to tell a friend tell someone that you know that loves the topics that we talk about, the various subjects, the guests, it's not about me. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just this guy, right? It's about the guests, their important messages, what they have to share, their life stories need to get out to more people. It's up to us. It's up to you. Midnightonearth.com. Okay. Got our social media shout out out of the way. We're going to talk to Janice, but I'm going to read her bio. Here we go. 
Janice Carey is a world-class channeler, healer, and metaphysician. For almost 20 years, she has worked with hundreds of clients in connecting to the spiritual world and healing in a spiritual way. And here are some thoughts from Janice that she had on her website. Illnesses humble us and have a way of putting things in perspective. Workaholism, compulsive behaviors, zealotry, and hoarding, whether it's things or money, put us back in our evolution and make it difficult to enjoy life. I agree. My intention for my life is to enjoy life and love others. Missed opportunities ruin so many people's good intentions for their life. Very nearly all of my time is spent casting my line for rocks, making moves towards creating a better planet, rocks, growing up, preaching the gospel of Buddha and Jesus, giving lost souls a shoulder, rocks. <laughs> I think she likes rocks. Extricating themselves from ignorant people who create misery for others, rocks who get broken people and know what it feels like to hurt so bad that you want to die. Talcum Gypsy is her name, and she does energy work. She channeled that name, if I remember correctly, Talcum Gypsy. And Janice's energy work combines Reiki, aromatherapy, reflexology, and works on an auric level. It penetrates the skin and reaches every organ in the body via reflexology points. Her interests include empowering women and people of color. And it's important to remember our limitations are often imposed on us by others and do not reflect reality. Isn't that true? And she closes with, we can manifest our desires, heal ourselves, and create the life of our dreams. I agree with that as well. Hello, Janice. Hello. Thank you so much for being back on Midnight on Earth. You're back again over a year later. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, people, we are at McMenamin's White Eagle Saloon. We just had a really nice lunch and discussion together. And we're recording live here by the graciousness of McMenamin's. You know, they let us do this. So we're here. So we're having a great time. You're joining us. Welcome to the conversation, people. Um, I want to remind people, though, who haven't listened to that previous episode that don't necessarily know about you and your story, how you got to where you are. How did you discover that you had these gifts, these intuitive gifts, these gifts of connecting with the spirit world via channeling and other methods? How did this all start for you? Well, uh, it began when my kids were toddlers in the 90s. And uh, my babysitter, I was going through a really tough time and she invited me to go to church with her. <laughs> and I said, sure. So I went and it, it happened to be a Pentecostal church where they speak in tongues. <laughs> well, one thing led to another, as they say, and uh, I ended up speaking in tongues. Oh. And so this went on for so years. So speaking in tongues, <laughs> for someone that has never heard that term before, what does that mean? Well, it's... To you, I it, guess. It's, yeah, it's, um, it has to do with the Holy Spirit. So you start making phonetic Jesus. sounds, 
that are essentially words, divine words, but to people that speak English or any language, really, it just sounds like mixed up phonetics expressed in a strange way. Is that like if you were looking at a clearly clinical way, you would you would say that, but what is it spiritually? What, what happens when you're speaking in tongues? Well, you... Um, <clears throat> When you speak in tongues, it's spirit uh, expressing for you things that you are unable to express for yourself because um, the feelings are so uh, powerful that you are unable to put them into words. And so uh, spirit can come through and express this for you. Um, Spirit either speaks to you, for you, or through you. So you get this feeling, this connection with this spirit, and then it's expressing itself through you, but it's showing up as these sounds. Do you think it's a form of language, or is it just the expression of the presence? It's um, known and unknown languages. Sometimes when people speak in tongues, other people can recognize what they're saying and yeah and tell them in english what they've said i've had people say uh i i was working at this uh horrible job and i was always whispering under my breath oh regatta and the man that i was working with was from um south america he said that i was saying thank you in Portuguese, I guess. <laughs> wow. So I guess that's, that's, that's a good thing, right? It's a positive message that you're bringing through the, the speaking in tongues, right? Yes. Oh, it's, it's Thank you. always Thank you. positive. Yes, it's always positive. And we, we are to be thankful. We, if we give thanks every day, it improves our life. I mean, you could wake up feeling like you're in a deep, dark hole, but if you look out and you see the sun, it's good to say thank you. And if you see a flower, be thankful. If you feel that you have nothing to be thankful for, look for something. Maybe someone will smile at you. Be thankful for that. There's always something to be thankful for. And the more, the more you give thanks, the more positive things you attract in your life. So these are the messages coming through speaking in tongues. And this is what you first encountered when you went to that Pentecostal church. And did that then awaken something for you as the, the, that happened? Yes, it did. I had this incredible feeling of love uh, for, for everybody. And I, I was very happy. Uh, I was going through the worst time of my life and uh, struggling a lot. And yet, I was on cloud nine because of this energy, this beautiful love that was coming through me and entering me and filling me with light, the truth. And the the truth is love is all there is. And anything can be created with love, even war. Some people love war, and this is why we have it. Well, they love the strategy. They love the energy of battle. It, they've probably been warriors for multiple lifetimes, potentially, these people that you're talking about that love war. 
Probably so. <laughs> or they're just dark entities. But when in your life did the channeling come into play? Well, right from the start, uh, I would channel um, when I would speak in tongues, like a sentence or a word or, you know, different messages would come through in English. But there wasn't a lot of heavy channeling at the time. That happened in um, 2007. I was going through another <laughs> very, very tough time in my life. And uh, I started, my mom died, and I went to the grotto, and I picked up. She, had, she was Catholic, but I was um, not raised Catholic because she turned her back on the Catholic Church for a lot of reasons. And I was the youngest of eight kids, and by the time I came along, she was thoroughly finished with religion. So I never grew up with religion. So I went to the grotto, and I picked up a Irish um, rosary, and I picked up the little uh, pamphlet, and I reworded it to fit my needs, and I started doing the rosary every day about, I don't know, five times a day. And uh, that's when I began channeling in English. Oh, so yeah. what were some of the first messages that you received that were in English? Oh, gosh, that we're beautiful. We're loved beyond measure. <laughs> we're loved by uh, our angels, also known as ETs, extraterrestrials. We're loved by them in the same way that God loves us. And we're precious. And if we want help, all we have to do is ask. Did that give you that same feeling when you first started getting those English messages that you could yeah. easily interpret? Did it give you that same feeling at, as at the oh, Pentecostal yes. church of love and like you were saying earlier? Yes. Uh, I, would, I became addicted to channeling. <laughs> <laughs> and I would forget to eat. Whoa, so, really? It was that uh, yeah, intense. Yeah. And so... A lot of the messages I was wondering, hey, was that me or what? And so one day I hadn't eaten. Then they told me, go have breakfast. Nope, didn't have it. Go have lunch. Nope, didn't have it. And finally, they said, I'm vegetarian, and I was at the time too. And they said, go to Taco Bell, and Jennifer will feed you. And I mean, it's not like I normally would go there, but they have vegetarian options. Sure. So I thought, okay, I'll go, but there's no Jennifer there. I'm, I highly doubt it. The odds so, would be very uh, yeah. intense. Yeah. And so I pull up to the drive-through. I'm thinking, well, I'll ask if if a Jennifer works there, but I'm sure she's not there today. If there is, I pull up to the window and there's Jennifer. Her name tag says says it right there. Wow. In bold letters, and I just wanted to say, Jennifer, it's you. But I knew she wouldn't understand. <laughs> or she might think you were joking. Be like, oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So they gave me a lot of validation uh, along the way. Interesting. So then when did that become something that you wanted to use as a tool to help other people? Uh, maybe heal mm -hmm. people or give people guidance or... Well, they told me to build a website, which I did, a 10-page website. Whoops. No, you're fine. And, you're fine. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then they told me to uh, do the Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo in Portland. 
it was in the spring of 2007 at the time. They told me to go down to Barnes and Noble and buy a tarot deck, throw the book away, <laughs> and then set up a booth and give readings all day long. Well, for two days for the weekend, but I only did it for one day. I did about 30 readings. I was exhausted, but I received so much positive feedback from the people that sat down at my table. Wow. It's very encouraging, and it was very unusual because I hadn't really ever done readings until then. So I just want to point out for people that didn't catch that, she had the tarot deck threw the book away, so she had no knowledge of what things meant uh, based on the previous directions. She intuited the entire thing and then got this incredible feedback. Just wanted to point that out if you didn't catch that. Yes, and some people that sat down with me, they would say, you're channeling, aren't you? I was busted a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I didn't know what the cards meant, but if they pointed at one and said, what does this card mean? I had the answer because it, it just came through osmosis or whatever you want to call it. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, you just opened that pathway you with the other side and created a framework for that information to come through authentically, and it did, and people felt it. And, and that just shows you, in a way, that there's all these paradigms in place in regards to spiritual practices and perhaps whether it's magic or tarot, there's all these methods. There's previously designed methods that are only there potentially as a structure or a framework, you don't need them. Exactly. It, it, you can develop it on your own. You could develop your own spirituality, your own magical techniques, your own methods. It's just as valid as something that some other human developed in the same way previously. Why is your method not as valid as their method just because they happen to be born hundreds of years ago? There's no, there's no difference. True. There are tools and they work. Exactly. Okay. So then you're out there, you're doing these readings. Did this step up for you? Was there more channeling? Did this go deeper than you thought it would ever? Like mm -hmm. how, how far has this gone for you? Well, then they had me um, make up a flyer <laughs> that I was going to be doing a channeling event. Put the date, uh, there was the date, time, everything. They had me drive to a location, which I had never even heard of. And uh, <laughs> the, there was a business there. It was a metaphysical community center. And they, before I, just before I got to the location, they said, wait 10 minutes. And so I, I did. And then I went there and uh, the owner was outside weedy, uh, whatever, killing weeds with some poison, I guess. And like Roundup or something Yeah, like and so, <laughs> I guess so. But I went in the building, and the woman in there, I showed her the flyer. She was very interested, and she said, yes, the owner's outside. Go talk to him. And so it got set up. The, the channeling event was set up. Okay. The location used to be a hospital, and um, the man bought it and turned it into a metaphysical community center. 
And uh, yeah, very interesting because I had never even heard of the place. I didn't know it was there. Yeah, and the energy. You you'd think there'd be some deaths that occurred and various things oh, that happened gosh. at the hospital, right? Yeah, I went in. I would go into this one room that a massage therapist was using. Every time I went in there, I got dizzy. So there's some. There was some definite energy in the building. <laughs> so um, okay. then. Uh, I got an email from a metaphysical uh, store, and they said they were having a um, 4th of July picnic. And so my spirit advisors told me to go to that picnic and bring my flyers. <laughs> so I did. And this woman walked over, and she said, who is that standing next to you? And I said, I don't know. What does he look like? She said, he has long hair parted down the middle, and he keeps smiling at me. And he's 20 years old. I go, oh, that's my brother. At that point, I knew that my brother was one of my spirit advisors. And he had passed away, I'm, I'm yeah. imagining. He passed away when he was 19. That was in the 70s, and he did have long hair oh, wow. parted down the middle. <laughs> Wow. So, so she right was away. very accurate. Wow. So so these flyers, then you, you, you take it to this place, and did that generate more contacts and expand your world in that direction? Oh, what amazed me is how serious that people took what I was doing. I was, you're always wondering how much rejection you're going to experience when you do something like this. And I, I didn't really have any rejection from, well, people in that world aren't really going to reject someone too much. But what I did notice was some people were very bigoted about extraterrestrials, which I found interesting because some of them would say, I channel, I don't know who they are, but and then when when they then they'll say in the next breath, don't channel extraterrestrials; they're dangerous. And I thought, well, you just got done saying you don't know who you channel, so that's interesting. <laughs> there is a stigma, right? Yes. There is this extraterrestrial stigma because it's a non-local experience, right? Even though ghosts are also in another dimension or or these angels somehow because they're connected to us they're deceased loved ones or deceased friends or so, there's some human connection that makes it more palpable more, more tangible that we can accept it but because they're not of this earth somehow it's science fiction like or it, they're just demons pretending you know, I hear that so much in the metaphysical, spiritual, new age community that, that oh, they're, you know, a lot of the extraterrestrials, they're just yes. these dark entities pretending and they're giving you knowledge, but really it's it's a nefarious ploy to capture your soul. What? The more I became involved. <laughs> I don't believe that. Let me tell I you. <laughs> I don't either. The more I became involved with the metaphysical, or yeah, the metaphysical, spiritual community, the more I realized it's just like, any church that you go into, there is so much bigotry dogma. and judgment and dogma. Yeah. But isn't that all paradigms, right? Isn't that all just somebody else's mode of thinking 
implant it onto a person and then they just accept it. Yes. They don't question the thinking that got them to that point. Why why are they thinking that extraterrestrial? I, I don't know. I just heard it from someone else. You know, there's no linear they, kind of like self-oriented thinking, I guess. With the contact I had, I realized there was nothing to be afraid of because they told me that they know more about what's happening on this planet than we will ever hope to understand. And they told me that they knew what was going on in every cell of my body. Um, They put me on a diet, not a diet per se, but they had me eating certain foods. Like a method of eating. Uh, Yeah. Okay. They um, had me get rid of all the chemicals in my house. Um, I had an electric blanket on my bed and I come home from work. Well, when I get in bed at night, I noticed it wasn't, I thought it was broken uh, because it was cold. And so I realized the blanket was shoved over to the side, to the middle of the bed. And so I knew my kids would get in there when they wanted to here and there and warm up or whatever. So I asked them, why do you guys shove my blanket over? Uh, And they said, we don't do that. And so then I get in and of course it's not covering me. And I pull back the comforter, and the electric blanket is folded in half over to the other side of the bed. Yeah. So they told me they didn't, it it wasn't healthy for me to be using that blanket because it it actually, the electromagnetic fields can block your connection to spirit. I think that's part of the reason why we have so many of these electromagnetic devices, including phones. They do create some sort of barrier. Now, I will tell you an interesting side story to complement what you're saying is I grew up in a, a haunted house, you could say, uh, where there were spirit presences uh, and the nobody believed me and how I dealt with them just to sleep so I'd you know like be left alone was I would turn a television on and I would leave it on at night and that allowed me to not be disturbed there's something about those frequencies that seems to push back on the spiritual dimension whether it's good or bad that's true isn't that an interesting story yes (laughs) that's my childhood so I have a bunch of stories like that but that's just one of them I love uh, those stories. Matter of fact, I do listen to a lot of stories like that. And I have a lot of my own similar stories, but, uh, but the blanket, I, I though. enjoy. Oh, and they told me to get rid of my blow dryer. Right. Um, sorry to distract you there. I'm sorry. We went on a tangent. Yes, <laughs> oh, no. Good. The, the yeah. blanket, it does produce some sort yeah. of feel. The blow dryer, they said to get rid of that as well, you're saying? Oh, yeah. No, I, I haven't used a blow dryer since. Um, another thing, a lot of supernatural things happened in my house. Um, and the kids noticed too. Sure. And one time, uh, I was getting ready to take my daughter over to her dad's and, uh, this (laughs) empty water bottle, just, we were standing in the hallway looking at a picture and this empty water bottle just dropped to the floor between us. And my daughter looked at me. She said, I don't know how you can stay here by yourself. And I said, I love it. 
Yeah, as long as these spirits aren't uh, tormenting you too much, they're just just hanging out. What's why does it hurt anything, right? I just enjoyed the reminders that I'm not alone because mm, I felt right. I felt so alone at the time, and so knowing that uh, unseen, they called themselves my unseen helpers, and they would remind me that they were there in different ways. So they've been with you since that time, 2007, you said it really expanded and you've just strengthened that connection over time. It's helped you in your personal life. It's helped you in your family life, I imagine, probably in your professional life as well. Um, are you doing readings and things right now for a living or, or in any uh, form? Yeah, I do them by email or text message at this time. Uh, is there a particular reason you don't use Zoom or anything like that? Or, or is it just easier for you to do it that I way? I don't know how. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought perhaps it was, uh, sometimes it could be too intense for people. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's great. It's, uh, it's, it's a wild world that we're in right now. I'm sure people need that right now. I'm sure people are looking for more information from you, probably more now than ever. Is that accurate? Uh, yes, they they like to hear from um, loved ones that have crossed over, and they'll ask me about the person, and I'll give them a message, and I don't know what it's about, but they'll contact me later and let me know how accurate it was and how much they cried and how they had to tell their dad and this and that. <laughs> so have you noticed an uptick in let's say a spiritual response, just the information that's coming from that dimension since the COVID transition, the 2020, like after we talked last, when things really ramped up last time we talked, it was kind of just starting. It was within the first six months of the whole thing. So since then, do you feel like the spirit world is trying to give us more information? I don't really feel that way. Are you feeling that way? Honestly, it feels I feel the like same. it's going backwards. Really? Uh, well, like I said, I found out about Doreen Virtue, which was a total shock to me. Um, yeah, for people that don't know, Doreen Virtue was a spiritual New Age leader who then uh, is now very focused on one religion. And it seems to be a fear-based form of thinking. It's not my place to judge but based on her previous writings and where she's at now, it's a, it's a totally different place. And that made you feel a certain way. Uh, yeah. And I've noticed, um, I'm coming across fewer and fewer believers, um, and more and more people who are fear-based. And I believe it's, um, the way the, the, it's the propaganda. Every time you turn on the TV, you know, a lot of the ghost hunting shows are about, oh, yeah, there was a demon in this building. And, you know, and that's just not true. And, and they want us afraid of um, ghosts. They want us afraid of ETs. They want us afraid of Bigfoot. <laughs> you know? Anything that's external to the third dimension that they, the forces that have power currently in the material world, have control over, right? Anything outside of the third dimension is invalid. Exactly. And, and scary, it's, actually. It's scary. A Be scared of it. It's a big agenda. It's a very powerful agenda. And it's working, I feel. That's what I've noticed. And it's just 
ever since COVID, it just seems worse. Well, what happened with so many spiritual people, and I've noticed this too, and I have a feeling a lot of our listeners that have been following these topics for a long time have noticed this, that a lot of people that were dedicating their life to uh, preaching, you could say, a gospel of non-fear, of truth, of love, somehow with a certain amount of information turned to fear and one-sidedness and and seeing other humans as the enemy and 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 less than human. And these were very spiritual, metaphysical, new age people and even psychedelic people. I've definitely seen it in the psychedelic community. What happened there? Were people less developed than they let on? Like you, you would interact with someone and you would be like, wow, that person has really dedicated a significant amount of their life to personal development. They've raised their vibration. You could totally tell. But were we wrong about that? Because then when presented with the test, they retreated or were they validly there at that time? Like, what do you think about that? Because it is noticeable. I think the agenda is so powerful. Um, people are addicted to everything under the sun. Um, there's uh, pharmaceuticals, food, alcohol, um, things. Um, there, There's like an epidemic of every kind of addiction. Hoarding is a big one. Um, hoarding is actually, there is actually a personality disorder and it's, hoarding personality disorder, something like that. Um, and I just see that it's just becoming worse over time. But metaphysical people, people that have spiritually trained themselves, potentially over decades, why have they slipped off course? That's what I'd like to know. What do you, I, if you would postulate, like what's your opinion? I think it's the agenda. It's, it's just they fell to the programming. The, they fell prey. To the programming. They, they fell prey to the programming. Oh, they uh, gave in to their families, uh, whatever it is. The pressure. The combination of things. Uh, Prozac or uh, whatever else people are taking, sleeping well, you, pills. <laughs> you would think that some of the spiritual people have a mo more natural approach to medicine. You would think. But not um, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, but still, even those people, even the most natural people I'm noticing are also falling prey to the propaganda. So did they forget that it's all programming regardless of who it's coming from? Did they forget that you're supposed to question everything? You're supposed to analyze and dissect every form of thinking that's coming into your consciousness that's becoming a part of you before you adapt it did they forget that or was it too hard maybe both ah. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> i don't want to believe that it hurts a little bit because it's like come on people don't it's you want hard. the united earth like what's more important to you like gratification having your little world that's comfortable or the united earth where everyone's taking care of the earth's in a good place that's what we need to get to what's more important to you retreating into propaganda is not manifesting the united earth at all True. <laughs> that's manifesting what <laughs> like something else <laughs> well another thing i i don't know if this relates but i find that we, we're such hypocrites humans <laughs> are very hypocritical 
uh, when we point the finger, oh my gosh, it's like sometimes people don't want to be around negativity. They're go, they'll say something like, you're so negative. I don't want to be around you. And it's like, okay. That's really negative. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> or I hate hateful people, okay? <laughs> we do have to start with the frequency of love. If you want the united earth, the earth where we're together in love with each other, you have to start with the frequency of love. And I think that part of, like you said, the agenda of whatever is to keep us divided, to keep us at as many divisions as possible, to keep us from loving each other and recognizing our, our, our oneness. That's, that's exactly how I see it. Um, I think it's clear too. It is pretty clear clear to like a person that just does a little bit of critical thinking. Like if you can step outside the three-dimensional box, not even too far, just like a little (laughs) bit, like you'll notice that, hey, what we're talking about is exactly accurate and true, but, and we're trying to cope. Nah, I don't want to say cope. We're trying to process the experience because there's good in it. I've trained myself to find the good in everything, including this current situation. The good is that it's going to cause people to wake up. We've never collectively been united behind one specific focus. Currently, unfortunately, it happens to be COVID-19. But if we can transmute that, if we can shift that collective focus into manifesting the united earth of love, where we're all together, technology and all the cool stuff, we can do that. So, so far the good is we've been able to get our focal point on one thing billions and billions of humans now we can just do that same thing and shift it over man to manifesting heaven on earth what do you think about that janice does that sound like a good plan i think it's excellent (laughs) to focus on because uh if you look out there you will find there is uh at least an epidemic if not a pandemic of domestic violence out there suicide um just oh morbid obesity uh, i mean gluttony just just yeah you know yeah. celebrating gluttony i've noticed mm-hmm. I, I, as a spiritual person as a person that communicates with the other side you brought up suicide and you're right there is a huge epidemic right now because of all the situations happening that are negative in the world and it, and it weighs down on people but i advise people against committing suicide I, i'm totally against suicide what happens to a person spiritually when they commit suicide and they go to the other world? Do they have to do it all over again? What have you learned about that? Well, my brother that is with me, that communicates with me, uh, he committed suicide when he was 19 years old. The brother we were talking about earlier. Yes, okay. Tom. I was nine years old when, when that happened. And um, what my spirit advisors told me uh, 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 when I very first started speaking in tongues in around 96 is that I, I didn't get a full message, but that he was frozen in time. That's the message I got at that time. Until the time when his soul was actually supposed to cross over. So he was like on hold, almost mm-hmm. in limbo until yeah. that time. And then he goes. 
Is that what you interpreted from that? No, but I, I, I really didn't have much of an interpretation. Okay, of it. so you just got the message. You couldn't really. I think what the message was is that he was frozen, and I added in time. So uh, I, I really, I yeah, he was frozen. That's what I was told. But his spirit helps you and has been with you. So that part of him is unfrozen in a way you would say, right? Well, yeah, that was 2007. That was, uh, you know, like uh, 11 years later. So it's possible that that could have been his natural leaving point. Yeah. And then he was able to communicate with you. Wow. So much amazing information, people. This is this is a really powerful discussion. Thank you again. <laughs> well, one of the one of the ways that people are able to connect with spirit is by um, being down and being desperate and crying out to God. I mean, when you call out to spirit, you will get an answer. You have to ask. Your angels, um, spirit advisors, are just standing. They're check. They check in on you. <laughs> That's what they tell me. They tell me they're checking in on me uh, every now and then. Very powerful. <laughs> and so in 2007, I was doing a lot of that. I was crying out to God because I had memories from my childhood that were just so disturbing. One of them was I was three years old in Southern California. I woke up next to our built-in swimming pool in the backyard, and uh, I was lying beside it, and water was pouring out of my mouth. And nobody was around. So I cried out to You almost drowned. Exactly. And so I cried out to God and I asked, you know, what happened? What happened? What happened? And I finally got an answer. And the answer was, you were let go into the swimming pool and unseen forces kept you here. So <sighs> angels. <laughs> wow. So you, you were meant to live and somehow you had found your way in that swimming pool. And you could have drowned. You, you would have drowned had you not. I did drown because did water drown. was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry, but it's just profound when but, you realize how powerful it is. It just hits you. But, but the weirdest thing was <laughs> before before I started asking God about it, uh, my brother had come down from Maine for a visit. And uh, he told the exact same story. He said when he was a boy living in Maine, he had walked to this pond, didn't know how to swim. He walked into the water, went under. Next thing he knows, he's lying beside the pond. Nobody's around and water's coming out of his mouth. And I, when I heard him say that, I said that exact same thing happened to me. Whoa. And so then I asked God for answers. And I read in the book Conversations with God that we die many, many times during our life. We survive a lot of deaths throughout our lives. Potential, like almost deaths, near misses, you could say, that, could, that were avoided or averted by extra dimensional forces. Yes, exactly. I've ah. heard stories where people, uh, or they just went off the freeway and they were just heading for some trees. Their car was just flying 
and somehow, some way, they went. The car went between two trees, <sighs> whereas they would have just been gone if it hit if the car hit one of those trees. There's been many miraculous stories, so that's what you're talking about. Just the the dying many times. That was one of those times, right, for that person. They, yeah, they could have died, but they went between the trees and survived. Well, sometimes people die, and sometimes they don't. They actually die. Sometimes they don't die, but wow, yeah. But did tell me though, Janice, you mentioned uh, prior to our recording that there was different ways that you channel. Can we talk about that? What are the different ways that you channel? I uh, use a pendulum a lot. Um, I uh, speak. Um, they come through me, uh, through my mouth. Uh, I don't know what's going to come out. Uh, well, the tongues and then the English. Um, and I also channel by getting messages, receiving messages, and then speaking it. Um, I also write things down. Um, I, there's so many different ways you can channel. You can dance and channel through dance. Wow. You know, it's... It's just really what works for you to open up those pathways, essentially. Yes. But those are the ways that you do it specifically. The best. Uh-huh, exactly. Okay, wow. And uh, is there anyone that shows up more than others? Uh, well, I channel... Um, a variety of entities. Some are have lived as human. Some are just angels. Uh, well, I channel for a long time. I've channeled Greta Garbo. She's like a sister to me. She knows everything that goes on with me. And I became when I found out I was channeling um, her. I went and got a biography about her and uh, when I read her thoughts about things I I could relate to her so well similar frequency human so, essentially yeah so we're, our soul group involves many people that we have never even met some are famous they're part of our soul group <laughs> and Greta Garbo has been able to connect with me better than anybody ever that's so it's it's really powerful to it think is, about it because yeah. let's take Greta Garbo for instance okay she's a soul that made an impact we're talking about it right now she was famous in her time incredibly famous so she made a really big impact and it's really interesting to think that we have these lives across time, different states. Maybe we were born in different states or different places. I, I believe, I don't even think she was from America, if I remember correctly. She was Swedish. Swedish, okay, exactly. So, um, but yet somehow they're in our soul group and you, and you can yeah. feel it. You can feel that connection with that person. I have people that I, I have that feeling with and, it, and I know that there's probably thousands and thousands of people listening out there in the world that have those similar experiences. And it's, it's really powerful to think about. It is. It's very powerful. Uh, I also, okay, I was channeling ETs, um, uh, St. Germain, St. Christopher, and others. Um, and I was getting a lot of messages about 
um, gay people and messages to gay people. And I always assumed it was the ETs because um, one of the messages the ETs had is a, a lot of people want contact with ETs. And what, what the ETs have to say to that is if you are bigoted toward, towards gay people, you will never have contact with ETs. Yeah, we did talk about that in episode 12. I remember that. And so I would channel messages to gay people. And then one day my daughter was in the, in the other room watching TV. And she said, Mom, come here. And so I go in there. And she goes, watch this. You're going to have to watch this movie. So I stood there. And it was the movie called Milk, Harvey Milk. Yes. Uh, and he was do, giving a speech. And... What he was saying was the exact things that I was channeling. And so I realized right then, okay, so I channel Harvey Milk. I also channel. He he started, um, when he had a message, he would call it gay tidings instead of glad tidings. (laughs) I love it. But with these channelings, I mean, can't you, in a way, like you have these focuses, like Greta Garbo and you're saying Harvey Milk, but... Couldn't you open yourself up to potentially anyone that you wanted to focus on? Let's say, yes, you know, anyone. Like, I wanted to talk to uh, Saint Germain. Like, let's say you want to talk to Abraham Lincoln, right? Yeah, yes. just the President Lincoln. Yes. You could do that because yes. you develop the techniques and the understanding to focus yourself in such a way you to open ask. that pathway. Yeah. All you have to do is open your mouth and ask. <sighs> It's the best way. So you talk about channeling Harvey Milk and, and how he's close to you, but really it, it could have been anyone, right? It just happened to be that you are similar frequencies with these people. It can be anyone, yes. <sighs> Do you think he's part of your soul group? I believe so, yeah. <sighs> Maybe not, though. It might, okay. be just, it might be just that the message needs to get out there. So it's not always, the people that show up aren't necessarily I, I always in your soul group, per se. It could I, just be I showing up. I don't know. Yeah, I really, <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Okay. But wow. I love it. I enjoy it. Well, you did talk about how one of the ways that you channel is with a pendulum. And you did bring two pendulums to our uh, meeting here that you made yourself. I want to describe these to our listeners. It's a beautiful antique looking key but a miniature version and then it's attached to just a, a simple nice piece of string that's purple and we're going to talk about how to channel with the pendulum but if you wanted to if you wanted to hit the pause button on your podcast listening app or wherever you're listening to us and make a pendulum with us and, and try to do the things janice really quickly is just going to tell you how to make a pendulum for your, for yourself if you want to do that with us. Can you do that, Janice? Yes. Um, you can use a necklace, a pendant. Um, you can use a chain and put um, a key on it or just a piece of string. Um, anything that'll swing works. Really? So anything that has like a, like a weight on the bottom that would create a spin and a string, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's really just about the energy, the intention behind it it's just it just helps you uh it's a conduit for that you could say yes okay so everyone listening you heard that (laughs) hit the pause button 
Make that if you want to, and then come back. And you're back if you made that locket. If not, you just heard me say, and you're back. Okay. <laughs> so the pendulum. So we have our pendulums right now. So what do you do with these pendulums to use them correctly? Well, you hold it to where it's a comfortable length. Mine is about, what, two inches? Uh, Once I've wrapped it around sure. my fingers. Maybe two or three. It's about two or three inches long. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, ask the pendulum to show me yes. And it's going to um, spin a certain way. What it's doing, it's showing me yes. And it's spinning in a clockwise direction. So it's clockwise always yes. No, uh, everybody's different. Everybody's different. How do you determine not, what yours not, is? Not everybody is different, but uh, you can either ask or you can tell the pendulum. Now, if I wanted to make sure that yes is uh, a clockwise uh, circle, then I would hold the pendulum with one hand and then take my other hand and uh, make it go in a clockwise circle and say this is yes so you set the you kind of set the template beforehand yes either so way either way so you can say okay i'm gonna go clockwise means yes counterclockwise means no you t essentially tell the pendulum mm -hmm. and then you ask your questions yes exactly. okay so we're going to do a live pendulum reading or pre-recorded if you're listening to this, but live for us. Uh, My no is actually back and forth. When, when it swings this way. Oh, like, oh, so it doesn't have no. to be. Okay. So no, it's different for. It's just whatever you it, want it to what, be. Yeah. People are different. I, I have, uh, see when mine goes counterclockwise, that's my brother. That's him. That's his special. So if you hold it and you don't if, even ask it a if question. He, if he starts using it, it's going to go counterclockwise. Ah. Because you can use um, your pendulum to choose things like uh, which, which fruit should I buy? And you just hold your pendulum and it'll circle whichever fruit is the freshest or the best for you. Wow. You can get to that level. You can use it to choose anything. You, you, just ask, you can ask yes or no questions. You can also... Draw up a, a ABC chart, put the alphabet on it, and uh, spell things with it. Really, I yeah. was going to ask you about that, but yeah. th that's real. Like you could just yeah, you hold it over a, a layout of an alphabet, like you said, and, yeah. and then it'll it'll spell, and you'll move it to the letter that you want it to be at, and then or it, all over the letters until yeah. it circles, whichever yeah. ones it circles, <sighs> it spells words. Holy bajolies, people. This is amazing. So that is a form of channeling. Which okay. I, I, the, my spirit advisors have told me a number of times because the uh, pendulum is, is a tool similar to tarot cards. They've told me to throw the pendulum away <laughs> because you don't actually need it. It's just a tool. But I love my pendulum and I'm addicted to it. So they feel like it's unnecessary. You can intuit that knowledge. Yes, because what you can do if you want to pick out a piece of fruit, you can put your hand over it and you'll feel you'll feel the energy. Like a pushback or a, a, 
acceptance or a, almost a negative pushback, like a magnet almost. Yeah, that or a strong tingling sensation. Oh, interesting. So is it okay if we do uh, a sure. pendulum reading? So, okay, sure. here I'm going to set the parameters. Oh, yeah, talk to your pendulum. Hello, pendulum. <laughs> Midnight on Earth pendulum. Thank you for being here. I'm going to set the parameters right now. We're going to say, I li- I, I'm just going to go with the flow of time. So I'm going to say yes is clockwise. Yes is clockwise. Okay. And then we're going to slow it down. And no is counterclockwise. So I'm spinning my pendulum that Janice made for me. Also, some people have back and forth as maybe. Ooh, okay. Let's do that. Even though, well, why not? Back and forth <laughs> is maybe. My maybe is a small circle <laughs> <laughs> instead of okay. a large circle. Okay. So, man, what do we, what do we ask the universe people? This is huge. I'm getting, I can have a huge rapport. I, I, I want to ask things. Ask if there's a spirit sitting here with us that, that lives in this Oh, hotel. that's a good one. Janice, <laughs> incredible. Okay. Stuff. So... Is there one of the White Horse Saloon ghosts with us right now? And then do I have to... I'll use mine too. Oh, wait. Here we go. It's moving, people. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. People literally... I'm getting the same answer. Literally, I did nothing, people, and it's moving in a counter... Excuse me, a clockwise direction, which... We're both... It's really moving. Oh, mine's cooking, baby. It's cooking. Well, you know there's ghosts (laughs) here. There's a spirit here with us. (laughs) Thank you. uh, Thank you. Thank you, spirit, for hanging out with us and being a part of this recording. Is the spirit of Jesus with us? Of course. Oh, of course. Oh. Holy, wow, oh, look at that yeah. thing go. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> of course, Jesus. Okay. And then it's like, well, maybe, huh? Well, maybe it's Jesus. Maybe not. No, no, it's turning. Wait, turn. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Maybe somebody was playing a prank on me for a second. Threw his finger in there. Sometimes it'll... Uh- <laughs> It'll it'll stop or it'll do something different Weird. just so you know that when it does what it wants to do, you you know for sure it means okay. it. So let's see. Well, well we love Jesus. Um, let's ask it a question. Will we achieve the united earth that we desperately want and we love so much and we need so desperately? Yeah. We're all together, one beautiful human race. As avatars oh, of yeah. love and light out in the universe, oh, people. Oh wow! Look at that. You're not. Your hand I'm not is doing still. nothing. Your hand. <laughs> that is thing still. is cooking. My hand is still. And look, we're getting yes. <laughs> we're both getting yes. The thing is, people. This is why I do this podcast because I have to remind you of this. <laughs> I have to remind you that this is happening because there's so much doom and gloom out there. There's so much. There's so much propaganda that wants to keep you in a lower frequency and a lower vibration to keep you from expanding, to keep life from seeking fuller expression through you. That is so true. But it's unstoppable. No matter what's happening, it's unstoppable. So, wow. What what, what else should we do? Wow, this is so cool. Uh, how about I'm going to ask it a simple mundane question. That, okay. That's allowed, right? They don't get oh, offended. Gosh. Oh, good. Just in case people were wondering that. Um, am I going to get cheap tickets to the Tool concert tonight that I want to go to in Washington? Let's see. Uh-oh. 
I guess I didn't define how cheap because I'm getting a maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Good. Because I'm hoping to get cheap tickets, you know, uh, under $30 a piece. I should have been more. Where is the concert? It's in Tacoma uh, this evening. Oh my gosh. Are you familiar with the band That's Tool? That's a long, no. Oh man. I haven't heard of Tool. It's an, they're intense. Oh wow. They're the only band that integrated the magic, the true magical ritual, like the way we experience it, into a rock and roll experience. Oh, I have to check them out. It will change, it's beyond mind blowing, beyond my. It, I don't want to say it's going to change your life, but it's an experience you should have as a human to see a Tool show. It's a little bit on the darker side. It can, it's been very intimidating for certain people, but it is rooted in love. They just like to play in the darker spe- end of the love spectrum, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Uh, and, and so they let, it's almost like, uh, like they're putting on a show. They're like, ooh, look at us. We're so cool. You know, but they also do create some amazing artwork. They're playing a show tonight in Tacoma. They played last night as we're recording this in Eugene, Oregon. Oh, wow. I didn't go to that show, but I am going to this show and and tickets are are very, very cheap. I just wasn't sure how cheap they're going to get. If you wanted to see something mind blowing that would absolutely rivet you, you, you should go to that show tonight in Tacoma. And you'll get cheap yes. tickets on StubHub, uh, incredibly. And uh, what time is this concert? Uh, there's an opening act, so it's probably going to be from like 9 to maybe like 11.30. And then it takes about, what, two hours to drive back here? For me, yeah. Probably take you about an hour and a half. It's worth oh. it, though. It's worth it to see a large-scale magical ritual with 20,000 yes. people. That is... It's intense. I love that kind of thing. It's intense. And and for me in the past, I've combined psychedelics with that experience. And oh man, it's, it, can, it, can, it can affect you. It can affect you in a really big way. Well, I have lupus, so I'm very, very sensitive to all medications. And well, whatever. I know that's <laughs> not a medication, but uh, well, caffeine, it is, you know. I'm very sensitive to caffeine. Any substances, any anything. Any subs, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to like, I've never tried, well, I, I have tried mushrooms. Um, so, but I would have to schedule it for a time where I'm in a safe place, right? Uh, because who knows how I would well, react, set, right? Set, set and setting is so important, you know, because you have to be around people that are in the love frequency, the love vibration. I wouldn't recommend you going by yourself to take psychedelics <laughs> to a tool show. I'm going to say maybe hold off on that. Just go to the show first. But uh, it's, uh, it, it, but you can train yourself to get to that point where you can have that experience in a public setting, if that makes sense. Yes. Because you love yourself. You love yourself and you can kind of <laughs> right, gra- hold on to that energy. I can, uh, I, I don't smoke marijuana. I don't smoke pot very often, but I, when I do, I can go to a public place. I'm a little bit weird, but I can yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we talked about channeling. We talked about so much. I want to give our listeners hopeful messages because like we talked about earlier, we are getting bombarded with negativity in all forms and it's coming f- from all sides. So we wanna shift that frequency. We wanna make sure that we're using our magic to create love and light. 
So what are some hopeful messages that you've channeled recently that we can share with people that'll help them stay in a hopeful vibration and a loving vibration? Well, lately, uh, it's about self-reflection. And um, as a, if we self-reflect, we're less likely to judge others. And um, because we will see um, that we, we have to work on ourselves. Um, so, this you can, is, hmm? so you can't judge people for what you also actually do secretly. Yes. <laughs> Which is, I, I find that all humans are... Hypocrites, myself we talked included, about that. myself included. We all have so, hypocritical moments. People we, just admit it and then you have, can grow from it. Yeah, we have to self-reflect. And that involves um, going back to our, um, I they call it identity crisis points in our life where um, something really bad happened to you. Um, you have to go back and, and revisit that. It's very, very painful. But... Um, that's part of growing up, and this is how we um, we we're less likely to uh, be negative towards others if we if we self reflect. Yes, because ultimately, even the most holy people are in human form, and humans have made mistakes. If you're a human, you've made a mistake. It's just part of the process. Like that's why we're here is to make mistakes and to learn from them. The degree of mistakes that you've made, of course, are going to be different for each person, but the mistakes and learning from the mistakes are why we're here. So you look at these other humans, these other people out there that you may feel like are holy or, or native elders or Buddhist elders or all, you know, wherever these holy people show up in various cultures around the world, you also have to understand that they're human beings and they made mistakes just like you. That holy person is just like you. So when you understand that, you can let go of judgment. You can let go of judging other people. And you can also understand that you're not being judged. You let go of that, then you can stop judging other people as well. Yes. Self-reflection, self-love. Right. We it's have very to love important. ourselves. Yes. And it's forgive ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I read this uh, really cool part of Johnny Cash's autobiography. He actually wrote it himself. And Johnny Cash, the famous singer, he said that he, he was a Christian. That's his religion. And he said that if God can forgive me, then I decided that I could forgive myself. And that's an important thing because if you're forgiven by infinite love, let's just take religion out of the equation. If infinite love forgives you because it's infinite love and that's what love does, it's like the function of love, you have to be that and forgive yourself. Let go of the things. Would you feel like that's accurate? Yes, and when you have that feeling, it's overwhelming. It feels like your heart is overflowing with love. Right. And it makes you want to just grab it because it's just... And that makes you want to spread it around too because you have a lot left over yes well i think that all of that is rooted in helping us get to our most natural state which is that heaven on earth scenario our most natural state is love and being in love with each other a, a, 
I guess a technological garden of Eden type scenario, <laughs> you know, like yes. our, our, our natural state is to love each other. So when we connect with love, maybe that's why we want to share it so badly. True. We so, want other people to experience what, yes. what we're experiencing. So what about our friends, the Pleiadians, the Pleiadian collective, that cluster that we see as seven stars, but is actually a significant amount of stars, civilizations, highly advanced beings, resonant with love. What messages do they have for us from you recently, through you, I should say? Specifically, I don't have an answer for that because uh, a lot of the times when I get messages, I really don't know who's coming through. Um, like I can tell it's Greta Garbo because she uses movie terminology. Right. <laughs> she loves to, yeah. And um, she also uses terms that we no longer use from the 1920s. Um, so there's that too. Uh, but what I was getting from Pleiadians is it, it, that they were having a collaboration, a three-way communication with Jesus, Pleiadians, and um, Zeta Reticulans. And um, they, were, they said that they wanted us to reach out to them for communication uh, because they were doing a planet-wide intervention. And the, the messages were time-sensitive. So uh, this many years later... They have different messages, um, and what they what they're asking us to do is to self reflect. Uh, it's it's a lot of self reflection, and then that leads to personal development. Painful. It's painful self reflection. It's not easy, but you can use flower essences um, and other things to help you get through this. Do they feel like we are on the right course currently, the Pleiadians? Do they feel like their interventions, their work that they've done has benefited us? I really don't think so, but they haven't really told me what, they haven't told me about that. I think we're in a spot now where all we can do is just uh, go within and yeah. Self-reflect. That keeps coming back self to that, doesn't it? Improvement, self-improvement, because uh, whatever is going to happen on the planet is going to happen. We're we're beyond the point of being able to do anything about it. Right. Uh, that's my opinion. They don't say these things, but it's like 2007. They wanted us to step up, contact them, get information, write letters, you know, try to do things about the political system at this point in time we have cancel culture and we have if you say the wrong thing on youtube your your channel gets removed right uh you can't say certain things you have to say essay censorship and yeah all of this uh i think was what we were supposed to stand up against and prevent from happening but we did not do that and now look where we are is there a chance for redemption intuitively for you, for what you think? I mean, we did our pendulum. Uh, the, the forecast is good for humanity, but in our very short temporal area, like, like the next 10 to 20 years, 
are we still, is there still hope for us? Are there still opportunities to move forward? I have a question for you Sure. regarding that. What do you think the chances are of uh, people as a whole self-reflecting and self-improving and making big changes in their lives? I, I feel that it's very difficult and it takes a lot of dedication. It's not easy. And I just don't see that happening on a big scale. You know, there does need to be some sort of jumpstart, some sort of awakening uh, catalyst that may create that for billions of people. Like you're saying, it's there's so many individuals on this planet. So for that to happen on such a massive scale, it would take a lot, but maybe there would have to be some sort of catalytic experience, uh, whether it's UFOs or somehow activating the DMT that's stored in our brains collectively, some sort of situation that kicks us all into the, kicks us all into that other dimension for just enough time to get the right information and then come back and apply it. Yes. That's really it the can only happen. It can happen, <laughs> I but that's the, that. yeah. it seems like um, that's one of the only things that, that can do it. It's going to be really hard, but I think it's yes. possible. Do I think it's possible? Yes, I do, because I have absolute faith in the human race, because we are children of the divine, just like all creation. And we have within us that, that God spark, that true light of divinity that is divinity. So because of that, if we can get in there and just be that, like draw our center from that, then we can make the world that we want. So I, and I think that's possible for every single human on earth. I think so too. Uh, I also think though that we're in the end times, but it's not what people think it is. It's whenever, a cycle. Whenever, yeah, whenever you have an end, you have a, a new beginning. And there's nothing wrong with a new beginning. Yes, our, we had a guest, a uh, very famous author who wrote the book Forbidden Archaeology. His name's Michael Cremo, and he's also uh, Hindu. And he talked about how we are in the Kali Yuga, which is a cycle of destruction and rebirth. We're just kind of in the destruction part of the cycle. I, <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. there's so much um, domestic violence and people killing each other. I mean, it is touched close to home with, with me. And um, it, it's just... It's hard. The Gabby Petito, Brian Laundrie thing. Yes, now. that was it, big in the it, news. You said that, that you had something related to that. Oh, yeah. I channeled a message about it. Okay, so I'm going to read this message that Janice channeled about... Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie. And wasn't she missing, right? Isn't that the story? Gabby Petito was missing. And was Brian missing as well? No, he showed up in back home in Florida without her, with her van. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's coming back to me now. They refused to talk. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to read the message that she channeled about this situation. This comes to you from Gate way to the crossed over I channel these messages about Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry. Brian is a hopeful overwhelmed turning to quiet time and tapping into his timeless other quantum abilities hell is a wonderful place com 
prepared to having his true nature revealed to the world. Uh-oh. He taunted Gabby, having fun with his power to tease her and humiliate her, testing her to the breaking point. He took liberties with her personal property, her mind, and her body. Handy with manipulation techniques, he tipped the scales in his favor, both literally and figuratively. At his crisis identity point, henpicked by his parents, hitting Gabby took the edge off his despair only temporarily. Bitterness, hate, and overwhelming hurt trembled within him. He thought Gabby could be controlled or reined in so his world would be picture perfect with the tagline, the happy couple tour. It's without a doubt the worst case of overnight success in irony. The happy couple tour turned into a hell on wheels tour, bride and groom of doom. Had Gabby taken a bat to him, she would be in prison right now. Had Gabby told the police the truth, she would have been a target for more abuse. Had Gabby offered only to turn back and head home when he was taken by the police to a motel, she would have been taken down by his parents. Had Gabby taken her van and he had tackled his demons, another woman wouldn't be dead right now from domestic violence. Bragging to police, he led them to believe he was the one holding it all together. Brian told police that rotten, crazy Gabby was the problem. Habits are hard to break and habit habits are hard to break and Brian's shit. Habits are hard to break and Brian's habit of telling people that Gabby is crazy has been a bad habit shared by men about women the world over. Habits are so hard to break that Western taste for violence, hate and ignorant shaming of women has become a pandemic there's an urgent need for painful self-reflection we keep talking about that people after having a variant of ugly shaming and watching the very talented being demeaned by personality disorder hate mongers after only allowing one voice out of millions to be heard only one cry for help out of millions to be taken to heart, only one death out of millions to be acted upon, it's time for painful self-reflection. It's time for only wanting the best for others. It's incalculable how many have killed themselves and or others over refusing to self-reflect. It's important to be direct when voicing the truth about oneself. Handing blame to others only gets you so far. With adulthood comes responsibility for our actions and owning up to our downfalls. With adulthood comes working with spirit and self-reflection. With adulthood comes painful victories and rewarding changes in our behavior and our life. Only by urgently needed self-reflection can we change this variant of ugly shaming and create a safe place for all. Rest in peace, Gabby Petito. My God, that was amazing. So you channeled that and it's true. Isn't that what happened? Like, it, it, I, oops, I watched uh, the video, the police footage and he was saying, oh, yeah, she's crazy. 
<sighs> and uh, she was saying, oh, it wasn't his fault, you know, defending him. She had a gouge in her face from where he grabbed her. Jesus. And uh, the other thing is, they offered him a water bottle because it was like 100 degrees. It was Utah, the heat. I think it was Utah. And they offered him a water bottle, and he says, oh, no, I don't want to uh, pollute the planet. I don't believe in using disposable things. And, and I thought, and yet you destroyed this beautiful being. Yeah, that's some serious <laughs> oh personality disorder. Uh, w- wouldn't you call that, uh, what's the one where uh, you don't feel feelings? Uh Sociopath. Oh, yeah. He's a sociopath. (laughs) That's this intense sociopathic disorder, you would say. Yeah. A narcissist. Uh, Well, that's... uh, So that's just showing people it's a terrible situation and it was a terrible message, but that message came in before that was all revealed. So she was able to get that information. It's just one thing that shows you that this is out there. And a lot of this information is coming outside of time from that spirit world they're seeing the before, the middle, and the after. We're just getting the linear information that fits where we're at in the time stream. But I do want to leave people before we go. We've talked about so much, and it's such an amazing conversation when we get together. We're going to have to do this again yes. next year or even sooner. But uh, I do want to leave people with some really good information. So what's something that we can tell people that's going to lift their spirits it's going to let them know something really positive as we, as we depart this episode. Make a home for yourself in your heart. And remember, no matter where you find yourself, home is in your heart. Home is in your heart. And surround yourself with people that you love, right? Exactly. Oh, and, and wow. That's a powerful message. Uh, I do want to tell people where to find you. You still have the website, right? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I just changed the name of it to Gateway to the Crossover, but it also has Talcum Gypsy. If you Google Talcum Gypsy, uh, the YouTube channel is Gateway to the Crossover. Gateway to the Crossover. So if you go to YouTube, that is your YouTube channel, but you also have Gateway to the Crossover.com. Not exactly. It's just a blog site. Okay. So okay. It's well, not we'll put a, a real link. Website. We'll make sure and put a link on the website <laughs> so you can find it and, and in the biography uh, on Spotify and everything, so we can f- find you. But but easiest way, YouTube channel, Gateway to the Crossover. Yes, and it has my phone number and my email if you want to contact me. Get a reading. Yeah, get a reading. Yeah, I mean if a you're free reading. <laughs> if you're well. You do it professionally as well. I mean, that's that's a very real thing. We're all just trying to do our thing. We need to support each other. Um, I do want to thank you for being on the episode. It's been incredibly powerful. If you're feeling this, people, if you're feeling what Janice is talking about, go to her YouTube channel where it has her contact information. Find her website. Get a reading. And listen to what we're saying. It's incredibly powerful. See how a pendulum might help you. Listen to what we're saying. And if anything resonates with you, apply it to your life. I just really appreciate you being here, people. And Janice, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And please hold on through the outro music. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed that. That was so powerful. And we'll see you next week. 
midnight on earth.